BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Channel 941. Welcome, everybody. Please welcome the wickedly talented one and only. Uh, There's an event going on down at the... uh, the riverfront, all right, and it's going to be, uh, well, we, we'll just have Dave do it. Dave from Doggone Problems. Uh, Dave Coder's on the phone with us right now. Dave, how you doing, bud? Great party. How you doing? Doing great, man. Good to hear from you. All right, so what's going on? Let's talk about what you do, first of all. Well, I'm a, uh, I'm a dog behaviorist. Okay. A little bit, it's a little bit different than dog training. A lot of people kind of confuse the two. I like to say dog trainers teach dogs to do things. Dog behaviorists teach dogs to not do things, like bark try to eat your pillow or shoe, jump up, run out the door. Uh, basically anything, any unwanted dog behavior. Okay. Now, which one is that guy, Caesar, who goes, Ch-ch-ch-ch. He would be, well, he's kind of <laughs> controversial. Uh, he's, uh, he practices what's called dominance theory. So he's very physical with the dogs at times. Uh, he corrects with the leash. There's, there's kind of two ways of training your dog. The old way, which is what people did for years, is dog did the thing you want, you reward it. You did the wrong thing, it pun- you punish it. How do you feel what about I, that way? How do you how do you personally, I, Dave, feel about? That, that's not my philosophy. Um, I, you know, it, that's I. Uh, this is probably not the best analogy. I call it like the slave mentality. The dog responds because you have it cornered and it doesn't have any other option. Okay. All right. What I want to do is I do use positive reinforcement in dog psychology. So I might put I might put the dog in a situation where it only has the option to do one thing, the thing I want, and then I reward it over and over again, and then eventually I add an option two. Okay. It's like I'm going to stick with option one because I know that gets me a treat or affection for my guardian or whoever it is. Okay. I want the dog to want to do what we want it to do. What I find a lot of my clients do is they don't actually teach the dog how they want it to act in a certain situation, like at the door. And so, you know, we look at answering the door as like one process. We get up and answer the door. But there's actually a whole bunch of little steps. You know, first the doorbell rings, and then they rush to the door. Then we get to the door and push them away. Then we open the dead, click the deadbolt, then we click the handle. And during all those things, the dog's getting more and more excited because somebody's about to come in. And right. so what I do is basically break down the exercise and you know teach the dog. First step is we want you not to react to the doorbell, and so we practice that over and over until the door, dog doesn't react to the doorbell. Then I go to the next step and okay, I want you to stay ten feet away from the door. We practice that step, and each time the dog does the thing I want, we give it a reward. Now oh, people wow. are okay. at home just real Ow. quick. Like how, how is some of that doing? You're you're opening the door and there's no one there. Like you're reinforcing uh, that it's yeah, not well, always. Yeah, I mean. Uh, what I might do is I might have somebody, first of all, just outside ringing the doorbell, but without actually coming inside. And I might be delivering a high-value treat to the dog while it's chewing on it first, and then the doorbell rings. But we might practice it where the doorbell box or the sound comes out is way across the room or way across the house. So when the dog hears it, it's not quite as intense. And then it's already getting a high-value treat. It's like, well, I go to the door, but I'm chewing on this really delicious you know, biscuit. <laughs> and when you do that enough, then the dog starts to associate. When the doorbell rings, I, I, I'm getting a biscuit. This is like classical conditioning. Have you ever heard of Pavlov's dog? Right. Mm-hmm. And then you do that without somebody actually coming in. So now, instead of the, the doorbell meaning a guarantee somebody's coming in the house, 
well, it rings and rings and rings, but nobody comes in, but I'm getting the biscuit. So I'm less inclined to get so excited for that. And then okay. once you do that enough, the dog's just like, yeah, the doorbell just means I get a great tasting treat. Okay. Well, we got Dave here. Dave from uh, Dog on Problems right here. Um, Dave, I have a question. Um, I, I guess you handle all different kinds of things. I do uh, not cats from Costa Rica. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Man. my dog's a border collie, right? And... Um, I should just have you come over and watch it. But uh, my neighbor has a has a uh, work truck, so whenever he backs up into the uh, into his driveway, my dog will be in the backyard. She'll run to the corner of the house and start gnawing on the uh, the drain. What would you call it? The gutter drain or whatever. Okay. She just goes crazy when she hears that thing. She thinks it's it's this. It all kind of started when I when she was in an apartment, and if there was a uh, beep from the uh, like the uh, fire alarm. Because of the battery, she would sure. just run over to the corner of the wherever it was at and just bark at the at the corner. How do I get her to stop biting the house? Okay, it's well, weird. what I what I would do for that is I, it's a combination of what I would call counter conditioning and desensitization, if I can even say that this early in the morning. So, what you want to do is I would uh, I like to kind of recreate situations, but play with the elements so I can decrease the uh, intensity. So, in your case, since it's a sound. I would maybe record the sound on your phone. And so you can play it inside independent of the visual of the truck and you're not near the truck you're, and you're in the house. Yeah, because she so, can't see it. She can only hear it. It's weird. Sure. Yeah. But okay. well, dogs have a great hearing, and, but she's probably associated that beeping with a fire alarm and a panic state. When the fire alarm hit, you probably are running around the house trying to turn it off quickly. It's annoying to you. She can feel that you're, it's annoying to you, so she interprets that as a negative. Okay. Yeah, she's probably doing what she's supposed to be, like, alert. The fire, fire, yeah, fire, right. fire. Put I'm, your pants on, yeah. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, those sounds are designed to elicit a response from humans, and it's probably very similar to dogs. So okay. what I would do is I like using, like, a really high-value treat, like something that's got a meat base to it. When it comes to food, the most important thing for a dog is the smell. The temperature is the second most important thing. The taste ranks third. So if you get a high-value treat, something that has a really strong aroma, I like to use chicken liver. And I let the dog, something is soft so I can kind of nibble on it. I hold it between my thumb and forefinger, and then I would have somebody else there or just yourself with your phone play the sound of that beeping up, but play it at, like, volume one. Okay. So you can just barely, barely hear it. And keep on doing that until your dog, you know, watch your dog's ears. Ears usually will kind of telescope around if they're picking something up or, or something is interesting to them. If the dog stops chewing on the treat, it's too intense. So I would either increase the distance between the phone and your dog while you're playing it back or turn down the volume. Okay. All right. And then basically once you you do that enough and the dog no longer responds to that, then I'd start turning it up more and more until it's like full blast and maybe play it through your stereo. And then once you can get it without the visual, and there's what you said, it's just sound only, but it's a recording of a sound. So it's not as uh, intense. Then I would go outside, and do you have a backyard? Yeah, you bet. So what I would do is I would go outside, like I would try to talk to your neighbor, see if your neighbor can help you and coordinate with this. It's important that you know the the, the delivery of the treat happens before the the stimulus. In this case, the backing up. All right, so I'm having so to have them text me or something like that. Right? Well, I would okay. actually have them on the phone and just say, okay, as soon as I say now, back up for just two seconds, and then immediately put it back in neutral. Okay. So you're only hearing the beeping for a second, and then. Before the dog gets a chance to respond, it stops. Okay. And then after enough repetition, 
you could get a little bit closer, a little bit closer. This okay. is the same principle that I use for dogs that are fearful of the fireworks, which is a big problem that's coming oh, up pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. And if you do it right, and the, the thing is most people move too far too fast. Once the dog reacts, you push too far. The whole point is it's what we call sub-threshold. We want to react, practice this before with the dog before it reacts. And if we provide a positive association with enough, with it enough repetition, eventually the backing up doesn't bother your dog at all. Okay. I, yeah, I've seen dogs that you can shoot fireworks off 10 feet away from them. They don't even blink. Okay, well, cool. That's awesome. And Dave, you've got, wow. so you're going to be doing a workshop this Saturday down at the riverfront. I'm sure it's going to be. That's the riverfront. Yeah, just a little bit south of where the old uh, Rick's Boatyard Cafe, the, the uh, Chamber of Commerce asked me to do it. They want to get, you know, it's a very dog-friendly space. Uh, you know, now that Rick's is gone, there's really nothing there other than people going to the pop or entertainment. And uh, I travel, I mean, at this point, I've fixed over 2,000 dogs and only one visit. And so I'm really popular. Uh, and I travel out around the country doing this as well. So that impacts my availability. I just can't help as many people in Omaha as I'd like to because there just aren't enough time in the day. I hear you. Man, that's so great. Is, I've known yeah. you for 20 plus years, man. And yeah, I, I, I follow you on Facebook and stuff. And sometimes I'll see you uh, in LA and, and then back and forth to Omaha. And I'm always like, geez, what a sweet gig you got going on. <laughs> you know, congratulations on all this. And if anybody Thank has you. questions ahead of time, you know, and want to get a hold of you, do they just go to doggoneproblems.com or what are they? Yeah, if you go, if you go to uh, doggoneproblems.com, we have a post up there, a couple posts, or you can go to our Facebook page, just doggoneproblems on Facebook. Um, if you want to RSVP, the event is free. It's dog friendly. I spent about 30 minutes sharing a lot of the tips and secrets that I've used with my celebrity clients in LA to, you know, people in Omaha to fix all sorts of different dog problems. Um, and then I take questions from the audience at the end and I do demos with their, with people's dogs. So if you can't figure out how to get your dogs not to do something, that doesn't listen to you. It's obstinate. Uh, come on down. It's, uh, it starts at 11 a.m. We're actually going to be giving away a, a free training session. We're going to do a thing where people can kind of take pictures in front of our backdrop and if they tag it on social media, they'll enter a contest for that. The World Herald, uh, Mabaha, uh, uh, Greenspot, and Dogtopia are all going to be, are all sponsors for it. Green Greenspot's given away like a couple, you know, I think fifty or hundred dollars gift certificates and all sorts of great goodies. Uh, you can get their store. The Dogtopia is giving away a bunch of uh, free dog boarding uh, passes. They're up in a new location, so they want to really pump okay. that. And right. so, yeah, just right. come have fun with your dog. Learn how to get your dog to listen to you and enjoy a beautiful scene by the river. Okay, so it's this Saturday. What would you say, 1130? 11 30? 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Okay. And uh, the College World Series game does not still start till 3, so we shouldn't have any problems with parking. It's supposed to be a beautiful day. It's going to be a great time. Okay. Hey, Dave, man, thanks for jumping on, and uh, good luck on Saturday, okay? And keep in touch. Hey, thanks a bunch. I appreciate it. You guys have a great one. You bet. Thanks, Mike. All right. Sounds like you need to get some uh, I do. chicken liver, turkey Ch liver. Yeah. I need turkey liver, liver or chicken liver. Chicken livers. He's not raw, right? I should have asked him. Turkey liver. <laughs> what am I? Turkey liver. Good. What am I? Liver. Uh, dog yeah. on problems. Yeah, dot Dave com. Check it out. Channel. Channel. 941.com. This, this is the Big Party Morning Show.